How's it going? Tommy Taylor here. And I'm Desnica, and welcome to the Marriage 2.0 podcast. that went through just about everything bad someone can go through in marriage quadruple times over and came out more in love than ever and using our story to inspire and give hope to the world. Since we've come out of our version of hell on earth, we have built a global marriage coaching business mentoring hundreds of couples and individuals all around the world. We've helped them fix issues like affair recovery, communication, intimacy issues, addictions, and all forms of abuse when no one else could. We've gone through all of these things plus so much more, so we get it. We tried everything out there from counseling, therapy, intensives, webinars, hundreds of books, and even tactics like slow to speak, quick to listen. And the truth is, all of those things were just band-aids that left us on an emotional roller coaster from hell. We truly believe that when you couple a heart for God and a strong desire for massive action, anything is possible. But honestly, most of us are never given the right knowledge. The Marriage 2.0 podcast shares interviews from the world's most successful people in business, sports, health, entertainment, and finance in order to help you live the purpose-filled life God designed for you so that you can live an inspiring life filled with more freedom, love, and impact. So get ready to learn the stuff that no one ever taught you about marriage. Your old marriage is dead and marriage 2.0 starts now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the next episode. So today we're going to be talking about really how to deal with you, right? How to fix your past issues and more or less... Go go along with everything here. <laughs> so important, right? Like the, these things are so important. And we're talking about this because it comes up all the time. People know they brought issues into the marriage, you know, or you know, from they'll be like, I hear things all the time. So, so common statements that I hear all the time, you know, well, you know, my past marriage, I had a lot of issues or, you know, I know that I brought stuff in, I had some bad relationships before this marriage, or, you know, I had a bad childhood and, you know, I'm starting to unpack. I need, I know I need to dive into that aspect. So I, I'm going to work on myself, you know, right now, before I work on the marriage, I'm just going to take care of myself. And another one is, you know, well, I know our marriage is bad. So we, we're going to start with ourselves and we're both going to, start working on ourselves first before we do anything about the marriage. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> the, that's the reason why we're talking about this, but we want to address also how to fix it, how to fix you, how to fix what's going on your past, but also what not to do, because not only do we want to tell you what you need, where you need to put your focus and energy, right? Which is key, but also really what to avoid, mm-hmm. but not to do what to avoid. You know, for example, like we, we get we hear things like, I know you guys say don't go to marriage counseling or therapy, marriage counseling or therapy, but I'm just going to do it for me as an individual, you know, or rather for individual therapy, either way, counseling or therapy, either way. It, it's like they think that like one is like, oh, well, if we don't go for marriage and we just go for ourselves, it's okay. No. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. I don't know. Thing. I don't know. I don't know where the logic comes from, to be honest with you, but okay, let's, let's roll with it. Right. Uh, and also, by the way, before we dive into this, as always, you know, we just want to let you guys know that, you know, we, we come from a place where we're not here to coddle you at all. They're here to tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. 
Absolutely. Because, you know, we we love you enough to care to tell you the direct statements, right? We don't support victimhood. We don't want you to stay in a victim lifestyle and or the oh, woe is me. We want to, to get you out of that and truly living in a fulfilled life and not just a like want, want type of life for sure. Yeah. So understand this. We are just speaking from a place of truth with passion to get you to see that we believe with complete and 100% certainty and conviction, right? So the conviction we have comes from a place of experience, not only seeing, you know, the results for ourselves, of course, because that's why we're here, but also clients, hundreds and hundreds of clients around the world speaking to thousands of people every month. Like it it comes from that, right? Mm -hmm. Honestly. So our goal is to inspire you to grow in the right direction and give you hope in a future. Mostly, Mostly inspire hope though. Inspire hope and inspire positive change, right? Inspire you to actually take action to change and not stay in the same place that you are or going worse and regressing. That's most certainly not what we want for you at all. No, yeah, not at all. So we're going to be talking about what not to do to get help with your issues and why, right? We're also going to talk about where to put your focus. So two key points today, where to put your focus and energy and what not to do. So let's start with what not to do to get help for your own individual issues. So we're not talking about a marriage right now, just talking about you and your own issues, you know, as what you've brought in, what you've dealt with, what you've gone through, you know, from whatever it may be throughout the accumulation of what you've been through through your life to this point right now. And one of the first things you don't want to do is go to counselors. Or therapist. I I really don't understand how much more I have to emphasize like that. It's so ridiculously dumb to go to counselors. Like the the whole thing with like counseling, like it's a waste of time. You go in, talk about your feelings. I don't care if you go as a couple. It doesn't change. (laughs) Individual doesn't change. You're still just talking. Yeah. If you go in as a couple or an individual, it doesn't matter. It's still pointless. Like we're not calling you dumb. We're calling the practice dumb. That the not... Not you. Let's get that straight. You just don't know. So we're telling you right now, going to counselors, all you do is you go in, talk about your emotions, get in your emotions and your feelings, and then leave with no action steps or timeline. All to repeat next time, like Groundhog Day, all over again. It's pointless. Or you might leave with a book to read. A book, know? yeah, sure. So- <laughs> like the, the Love Dare, which I hate. So just this past week, some of the conversations that I've had, um, one guy was like, yeah, I went in and I sat there on the couch and I just talked and I just, I just talked. She didn't tell me anything. And And I paid someone to do this. And I was like, how beneficial was that? (laughs) Did you gain anything? It's right. So if you just need a place just to talk, just because you want someone to talk to, that's not like a door or that's not going to like be, you know, doing, saying something back. Great, but if you want actually to fix something and to have action steps, not the place. Um, also talked <laughs> to, oh man. Also talked to someone, and um, you know the therapist is um, now the affair partner because <laughs> oh my they, gosh, they, the, um, right? Like this, these things happen all the time, and it's not just like so. If you're like crap, that that that's me. Like that's applied. Like you know, my my spouse went and talked to a therapist, and now like they're seeing each other, and you know, like that's the affair. And you know, that, you're not the only one. You it's know? almost funny. I, I it, it, it it's sad, but it's funny because it's so ridiculous. Yeah, like, and ugh. It, it's just it's incredibly frustrating. Or or 
I also heard, like, you know, I've been, I've been in counseling for myself, really working on it, but, you know, I lost my mind and, you know, I'm not understanding where I'm at. I don't understand, like, my, you know, I, I'm just set off. Like, I'm dealing with all these things and I don't know, like, what's going on. And I'm like, but you're in, you're, but you're in counseling. You're actually, it was a therapist. So I'm like, but you're in therapy, right? And she told me, she's like, yeah, I'm, I'm in therapy. I'm like, well, how long have you been in therapy? Three and a half years. I was like, oh. Should have already been fixed. I was like, the first, wow. Should have been fixed within the first eight weeks. I, I Well, eight to weeks. understanding yourselves and like what's setting you off, that's that's like that's two and a half weeks. Like you should be able to be aware of that and start learning that and catching that and knowing and being able to figure out yourself with on the spot, right? So three and a half years, I'm just like, wow, like mm, oh, I'm not working, not working for you. You know, it's just... And I hear these things all the time of, you know, well, I'm, I'm in counseling or also, you know, we've this, I'm like, how long has it been a struggle for you two that you're in this place of not being able to actually communicate and you're fighting all the time and nothing is being addressed. Things are swept under the rug. Y'all are building resentment. How long has this been going on? Over 10 years. Like, well, what, well, you know, what have you tried to fix it? Well, we've gone to counseling. Okay. And so what else have you tried? Well, we went to counseling, then we stopped, and then we went back to counseling, and it wasn't working. So we're going to be going back to counseling. And, like, we're the third time for issues it hasn't fixed. It, it's Definition not of insanity. Right. You're insane. Like, it's, tell you that. It's not. And, you know, our society pushes so hard. Oh, you have issues? Go to therapy. Oh, go to counseling. You know, but, like, that's not the best option. I was talking to a a young teenage girl last night who has a crap home, crap home environment. You know, it's, it is a toxic environment, doesn't know how to handle emotions. Her parents obviously don't know how to handle themselves to be healthy individuals, handle their emotions. And here you have a child who's developing in the most vulnerable stage, trying to set the foundations for their life. And what happened? Um, They go to counseling to be labeled and be misdiagnosed because they just don't know how to handle their emotions. So now this child is walking around with identity issues and labels and things and having to take medicine just because they don't know how to process. You know, the reason they label you, I'm not saying these things don't exist like bipolar narcissist and all that stuff. Sure. It's very, very, very rare. Like you you can't even really diagnose someone like the, like a narcissist or anything like like bipolar unless you get like a real EEG done and different things like that like just triggers and red flags is BS the other thing here is like like with those types of things like all it does is just give them like from a business perspective it's a great idea because all it does if you want to screw people over on money all it does is literally give them a reason to charge you and keep you forever Oh, you need to come back and we need to monitor your medicine. And this guess is a lifelong disease that you have. No, you're an idiot. And not not you, them, the freaking person telling you. You, you don't have to be tapped out on like, you know, or, you know, in, in this. And I, I can tell when talking to people, medicine like zombifies people. It like it drowns out the emotion. So the only thing it does you is is numb you. It's a legal way to numb out the pain. There's in in my opinion, there's no difference of numbing out the, your emotions than drinking or drugs or whatever. It's all numbing it out. It's not actually dealing with the issues. Or all the same thing. Just one's harsher than the other. Right. And, and one's legal because the government makes money. So 
um, you know, that's a whole different aspect. So obviously very passionate about, about this and understanding that there are other action steps clearly that you can do to get help other than just talking. Because if you, if your talking was able to get you the action steps, then you wouldn't have to go see someone if that, if that was the case. Yep. Uh, the last little note here, we have like, there's this thing from the blue collar comedy tour that I, I took the idea from, but it's like, you know, you, you know, you're a redneck if and I took that idea and I took it and put it into a form on a pit. It's like a, like a little picture on our page in our Facebook group that says, you know, you know, you've been to counseling if, or Tommy Dustin goes, you know, you've been to counseling if, and then people put all their statements and comments on like all the retarded things that counselors and therapists say. Um, it's ridiculous, but yeah, um, just go read all the, it's like get some popcorn out and read it. Yeah. Um, uh, here's another one for you just because I, I just can't stand it. And you know, the therapist said, well, you know, I should give them four sessions to, to understand, you know, and tell me why and to have change, you know, so, then I need to make a decision on what I'm going to do in my marriage. I'm like, first of all, your therapist should not be making the decision on your relationship no. for you at all. That's that's not okay. No one should, um, but Also, you. with the rate of success and change with therapy, um, you know, 20 plus years, still not, you know, changing 10 years, you know, three and a half years, all the things that we hear all the time and they want to limit it to four okay um for therapy that that's not gonna actually yeah. be there yeah like honestly like one of the things that like when it comes to it is i don't understand like it's it's really people just don't know what else is out there that's what it is honestly they don't know coaching's out there but like when it comes to it honestly counseling and therapy have like a less than the the industry if you google it it says 20 percent success rate i highly highly that is so high like i, I highly uh, i just can't believe that it's probably more like five percent success rate honestly like I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was less than that uh we have a 95 percent success rate but anyways that being said don't go to counselors don't go to therapy i can't tell you how many people i have talked to where the therapist has told their spouse it's pointless you should get a divorce and guess what they take it as fact and they run with it and they do like no, all the time, mm -hmm. all the time. I hear that. Or you just need to go take some space for yourself and go, you just need to go Freaking, figure out what ugh. you want and what do you want? And you know, like, like they don't know. That's why like if, if you're, you're lost and you don't know how to make decisions and understand yourself, that is why you go to counseling and seek help because we're not taught how to understand our deeper selves and understand our emotions and like what's driving us. And you know, why are we thinking the way we do? What is affecting us and why and how, and all of those things, we're not taught these things. And now you go to, to seek help and they're telling you, Oh, well, you just need to, you need to go take time to figure that out. I'm like, what? Take time. if time was it, you know, people in their, you know, fifties and sixties wouldn't still be on the same patterns and worse than where they were in their twenties and thirties. I had a guy come to me last night that's been married for 40, 50 years having issues. They're separated. Mm -hmm. Right. It doesn't matter. Time is irrelevant. Anyways, let's keep going. So uh, some other things like that you don't want to go through is also like special therapy. And I'm not against these because I actually use some. We actually use some of these with mm -hmm. our clients like neurolinguistic programming or NLP, inner child work, tapping. Um, not so much here, but we, we I have used it. Um, and then <laughs> Enneagram work like that just makes me laugh. Um, but like these things. Here's the thing. Like. They're going to provide 
a temporary, like for example, tapping or NLP work or um, inner child work, that's going to be a temporarily temporary relief. It's not a permanent fix. Um, it's not going to be. Now they may cut the anchors to some things a little bit to where it's not as painful permanently, but they're not going to permanently make a significant difference because they don't change anything. It's just a tool. So I'm not against like specific specialized therapies like NLP, child work, tapping, stuff like that, but it's not a complete fix whatsoever. So you don't want to go to that for a complete fix is what we're saying. Absolutely. Um, you know, another one aspect is like when you're struggling and you don't know what to do and like you have all of these things and you have these past issues going to just talk to the pastor or the elder or the deacon, you know, um, it, again, it's just someone to talk to that that's, that's what you're going to get. It's yeah. just a, a person to talk to. They'll tell you most likely you need to pray about it. Yeah, I've been doing that. Thank you for letting me know that. Um, but like, you know, an, an elder or a deacon or something like that. Most time it's a pastor though. They're not, th- here's the thing. I love pastors. We, we support a lot of them. I actually had uh, our past pastor on a podcast recently. Mm-hmm. Um, phenomenal guy. Um, but like when it comes to these types of things, let them pastor because that's their specialty and that's what they do. And let the professionals like us do that. Right. So there, there's a difference. Also, when it comes to, by the way, counselors, one more point on that. Um, the only counselor that I've ever met that I've ever liked uh, is not a counselor anymore. And he's a coach. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and he's a business coach on, on some other sides of things that we had in the past. But like he, he even told us counseling doesn't work. Literally, a counselor that counseled for a long time told us that counseling doesn't work. Now, he still coaches some people on the side. And he's licensed to be a counselor. But he doesn't counsel them. He coaches them. He coaches them, right? It's just so different. <laughs> Even a counselor says it doesn't work. It's point like, yeah. So anyways, yeah. I just wanted to touch on that. But another one is like going to ask for experience, going to asking an experience, and I use air quotes here, couple that's been married for 50 plus billion years, right? Not, not the best option, right? Because just because someone's been married for 50 billion years doesn't mean that they actually know what they're doing in a marriage, it's that simple. A lot of marriages are very toxic. Just be, just because they've been married for so long doesn't mean anything. <laughs> One of the things that someone told me is like, the only reason why we're still together is because we're both very stubborn and we don't like to quit. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, so that's the type of people that typically like just stick it out. So, you know, and like that, that doesn't mean that you're, you're in a healthy marriage whatsoever. <laughs> no, they're just, they're, they're not even thriving. They're just in a, crap relationship where they're just basically like passing ships in the night like or that you know they're just roommates like they're just they, they don't have no in, intimate connection they don't have nothing like it's just it and then a, a lot of times also like i always like to use my grandpa and grandma as a good example for this because they had a crap relationship when it came to like um i mean they were great people on some things like my grandma was so nice and everything but like when it came to like the relationship it was very toxic mm-hmm wasn't wasn't a good relationship. Absolutely. Like it was it was very toxic. There was physical abuse, verbal abuse all the time. Like it wasn't a good relationship, but they stayed together. Right? Cool. Most certainly not want to take advice from them. You know, another aspect here is just someone just someone who had been through it as well. So I'm going to give an example on this. So I was, I was listening to this, uh, this woman who was talking about like her testimony of just like where she had been and you know, 
here's the thing. So there's most certainly different levels here, but how, how I see people, when people talk, like you can try and lie and have this cover, but like, I can see the truth of the emotions and like the beliefs and the things and going on. And as she was talking about like her painful, like experience and like childhood and just all these other things. And, you know, it was coming across like she was trying to convey that, you know, she was in a better place and in good and, you know, to be able to talk to and, you know, those types of things. But you could tell they are not healed wounds. They're still open wounds. Her age and just the fact that she had gone through these things didn't mean that she was in a place to help someone else because just because she was like still existing and just going through like the areas and in talking about it, she was not in a healed place. Like, so all of those wounds still hurt, still open, not healed. And that means that things are just going to compound and then there's going to be some other type of explosion, meltdown, breakdown um, later in her life of these things not actually addressed. Yep. I just picture like a, I don't know, when I think of something like that, I just picture like a person that's all decrepit and toxic and limping up to you like, hey, you need some help working out? Like, no, like that's just not, like that's, I just, I just picture that like a broken individual trying to give advice on something like that. Like it's not... It's not okay. Um, another one is sitting in your emotions. I had a, a client tell me their their spouse said that their counselor, their spouse, the therapist or counselor, whatever, same crap, uh, basically said that, like, um, go sit in your emotions. What? Oh. <laughs> sit in your emotions? So that's supposed to fuel them. That doesn't do anything. That's Sorry. the epitome of just counseling. Like, you just feel. That's it. That's so dumb. So sitting in depression and sadness, it's just going to spiral that worse. Um, so anger was my go-to. If I just sat in my anger, let me just tell you that anger became rage and violence, right? The longer I just sat in, in the anger, <laughs> it, man, it, it got worse. Yeah. And, you know, so most certainly not, it, it, you don't want to just go sit within yourself. You don't want to just go sit and think about like, what did you go through? Not those, you don't want to do those types of things. Yeah. It, uh, so on some level, on a very small level, if you have the action steps to get out of it, it can be beneficial to sit in the pain at the bottom for a couple minutes. And then that way you feel it and then come back up. Right, because that way you know what it's like to be down there. But at the same time, it's not really that beneficial. Honestly, if there was a benefit, that may be it, but it's not beneficial. It's pointless. Um, another thing is like avoiding problems. I hear people, so we coach a lot of individuals too, not just couples, uh, obviously, and we help them save their marriages when their spouse doesn't want to. Now, one of the things you hear other spouses say that don't want to work on it yet is that they say things like, I, I'm the happiest I've ever been. I love having, I love being able to come home and not have to worry about what's going to happen. And what, and I like being able to predict the, the, the environment that I'm in and all this stuff. And I'm like, that's not happiness. <laughs> that's avoiding your problems. Avoidance is not happiness. Avoidance. And also there, mm -hmm. there's another issue with that is also that that means that your, your external circumstances depend that that's what dictates your happiness happiness is not external it's internal it's an internal job just like joy and peace are too happiness is not dictated by your external circumstances and if it is that means you're not a healthy individual 
so big there that that is really big so avoiding avoidance and that's super common right this that's a one of the big it's a big aspect so if you're like crap that's me first of all you're not alone but like now you know we're calling that out and you have that awareness so that you can create that change within yourself because avoidance will not heal and it's not going to fix things you can't just sweep things under the rug uh, that it just causes more and more problems like so the most certainly like that's not what you want to do. You don't want to be avoiding things. <laughs> no. Not at all. No. So where do you put your energy and focus though? Because that's what not to do, but let's talk about what to do, right? Yeah. So I'm just going to be very blunt. I'm going to start this this aspect of what, you know, this it's, I don't care if you think the marriage problems are all your spouse or it's all of them and their childhood beliefs or whatever, but everyone you know, there is something that has put you in this position and put you in this relationship. So if you are in a toxic relationship, that means there is something deep within you, deep, a uh, deep belief, deep things that are going on within you that attracted you and put you in that position. So even if you're like, oh, it's not me, I'm, I'm sweet, I'm great, I'm kind, I'm doing all these things, I'm loving, the you know, it's you just can my work spouse. On. You know, first of all, we all have things we can work on and grow on, but also if you're in such a bad place and you think it's all your spouse, what was it that put you there to begin with? Right. So that was one of those cold hard truths that I had to deep dive within myself. And, you know, we help clients do that as well. And they're like, Whoa. one of my favorite statements was when clients come to me and I get at different versions, but you know, I'm not going to lie. I came in thinking that I didn't have any problems and it was just my spouse. And I was so wrong. And I'm like, Yes, I'm like, I'm very glad that we're, we're getting, you know, and having that change within you too. So getting to the deep things is vital. Yeah, people just have no clue, honestly. Like, it, it's, it's sad, but they have no clue, right? So you have to get to the deep-rooted beliefs at the core of it, and just getting, them, get, just getting to them also is not enough. Let me be very clear on that. Like, even if you had someone to help you get to the deep-rooted beliefs, which I highly doubt, I have yet to meet anyone on this planet that can do that like very well that we haven't taught, but you have to reprogram them too. On top of that, just mm -hmm. getting to them like that, even if a counselor was able to do that, maybe, but even if they were, that's not enough. You mm -hmm. actually, you actually have to reprogram them, but also that's not enough. You're like, wait, what? That's <laughs> like, it's also not enough. You have to become a healthy individual all the way around in all areas that we teach our clients mindset, healthy individual and in all aspects of that. A lot that goes into that. It's not just one simple thing in your marriage and the tools aspect. It, there's a lot that has to go into it. It's not just like, hey, do this one thing every day and that'll fix your marriage. <laughs> no, it's not. Like, it's no, not that it's simple. not. I had someone message me. Can I just ask you one question? And they asked me like this question thinking there was just going to be like one simple answer as the fix of all the problems that they've been working on for years and I'm like yeah that's not going to happen man like there it's not just one little sentence it, that's not how that works right like that doesn't work that way like there there's a lot of things that needs to go into it but it's most certainly doable and manageable to do so this isn't impossible for you to accomplish it just takes the intentionality and the right things to do yeah you know? we had a we had a um actually not had we have a client currently that went to uh, therapy, not counseling, therapy, like a very intense therapy for like months. And it wasn't just once a week. It was like every single day. 
um, for hours and um, he's about done with the program and his wife are back together and all that. And he was telling me that like when it comes to the, the aspect of it, he was saying that basically like, you know, I didn't get anything, anything close to what I have done with your program. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah, you so you have to you have to understand that like, there's certain qualities of things, and you get what you pay for. Yeah, and you know, just understanding. So uh, you know, I talked to a lot of people, and they're like, "Oh, well, you know, I recognize like you know, I I do have childhood issues, and I bring in some abandonment issues. You know, I have abandonment issues, so I'm working on that. Or I have anger issues, and you know, so I recognize that. Well, it's like, okay, cool, great job. So that's like. Uh, that's a certain foundation. So very proud of you on, on recognizing and owning that aspect. Um, but that's like 0.2% of what you need to actually do to, to move forward out of a hundred, right? Like the, that's so minimum and there's so much more. So great. If you have that awareness that you have abandonment issues or that you struggle with addictions and you're finally, you know, in a place to admit that, you know, whether it be a porn addiction, an alcohol addiction, or, you know, wh- whatever it may be, may, you know, for me, it, one of my addictions was just freaking attention. So a lot of people overlook those types of things. I loved attention and I I did. And so like texting people, sending messages, like making sure like I got likes and just whatever it may be. I liked attention, you know? So all of these, all of these things, when you create that awareness, like great. And like now you can start a process of having change, but that is so like at the very beginning of the process of, you know, what's actually going to occur. So if you feel like, oh yes, I got this and I'm good now. Like I'm going to start making changes. Mm. Good. You need to start making changes, but make sure you actually make the right changes and aren't just like, okay, Hey, I have this awareness and I'm good now. (laughs) It's not even just one point of awareness. Like there's so many things you have to become aware of. And awareness is just the beginning. Like it's the first step. Like that's not even like, and that's good that you've gotten there. Most people don't, but like, even with that, like you ask, cause it's funny. Cause it's like, um, people will say things like, yeah, I'm aware of like, I got problems and I'm working through them. Like, what are you doing to work through? I'm just curious. And a lot of times I don't, they're not really doing anything to work through them. Talking about it. They're just talking about it. That's not working through Read, it. Reading books. Um, reading books ain't working on it. You know, doing things like, um, but maybe like, oh, well, if they are doing something, it's like going to church and reading my Bible and praying. Yeah, like that. Like, that's not cool. And you should have been doing that in the beginning, but that's not going to fix everything. Like, you actually have to build all the right foundations. God talks about building and having and cultivating the right soil so that he can produce the right harvest. If you have a crap soil, which is who, what is going on internally with you, you're not going to produce a good harvest. Yes, he's responsible for the growth at the end of the day for the seed growing, but you're responsible for the the ground, the soil, right? You're responsible for the quality of that. You're responsible for the watering it and the quality of the water. You're responsible for all of that, right? Cultivating it. That's your responsibility. Absolutely. It is. And so you have to build all those foundations for, you know, for things to work and to truly heal and who you are now will not be the same person who you are once you heal. So like who you are now, will not be the same person you are when you heal. You're going to be different. If you want more, then you have to actually become more. You can't just have the talk. You can't just be talking like, oh, that's nice. Like I want change or I, no, no. Like you actually have to become more to have more. Yeah, I'm going to tell you something 
most other coaches will never tell you. You're not enough. And hold on for a second. Don't click off. I'm going to explain something. You're significant. Everyone is. From the moment that God thought about you and created you and crafted you down to the fingerprints and the texture of your hair, everything. But good enough and skill level? No. <laughs> if you did, if you were, you wouldn't be having marriage issues. So, like, the thing is, like, you have to become more is what, what Jessica's saying. Like, mm-hmm. mindset is also key, right? Mindset is also key. Your mind is literally what dictates the entirety direction of your entire life. And there is so many different aspects that goes into mindset. So many different aspects here. And, you know, one of them is just like, I'll just hit on one big aspect is like your view of the world, right? And how you are processing things. Part of that is like your mindset. And, you know, if you're constantly like, that's why we call out like the victim state mindset all the time, because if it being in that, literally that's all you're going to see and experience in life. Like if you stay in a victim mindset of, oh, I'm just a victim and everyone's against me, everything's out to get me. And, you know, everything's always happening to me. And that's a victim mindset, right? And you're going to stay in that. So being able to understand where you are, understand what healthy mindsets are, where they come from, how to, how to change those is so important because your, your mindset literally attracts. And like, that's where you're going to like, that's what you're going to draw into your life is where your focus is. Yeah. But also mindset, let me be very clear here. You're like, I'm a positive person. Positivity has very little to do with it. I was very, very positive. Positive. You could be (laughs) ignorantly positive. This world's great. I'm just focused on everything positive. Ignore all my problems and avoid everything. That's what I That's did. That's not freaking. <laughs> no, that doesn't work like that. Just focusing on the positive things doesn't stop it. His um, his, his emotions there is true um, frustration of and like of how it doesn't work because that was totally me. I was like, oh, I'm just going to be positive. I'm just going to focus the on the positive. Um, I'm like, let's just move on. Let's forget about everything in the past. Tomorrow's a new day. You know that's done over. Like, you know, we don't only talk about anything. Um, by the way, we were in very, very bad places at this point. So me being in that, let's just focus on the positive and just move forward. Um, clearly brings out like uh, that brought out a lot of frustration on that aspect because it didn't fix everything. While it's great to be positive and not like a pessimistic person, you know, that's not the only thing you need. And you do have to still have hard conversations and, you know, have like true fixes. Yeah, I'm positive that's not going to work for you. I'm positive that you still have broken wounds, and I'm positive that I'm still gushing blood out of this one hole, right? So, like, but we can move forward into positivity. Cool, right? No, doesn't work. Like, no, no, that's not being. Stop it. Just stop. Right. A healthy individual also is key, and I don't have time to go into the call on what all this means, like on a very extensive level. Although we are going to go into it, but just understand that, like. Being a healthy individual <laughs> doesn't mean just working out and eating, right? That's part of it. I don't know why like it's like, I'll work out. Like, that's not what I mean, bro. Like, that's like, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Take care of your mind, body, and spirit, right? But what I'm talking about is an emotional, healthy individual. And mental. And like, mental. Mentally so. and, and emotional. You're missing a lot of the big picture there. Absolutely. Like, so, the, the you know, we, we've talked about emotional intelligence before. And, you know, we, we have... We're not going to dive into that fully here, but the emotional intelligence, that's a huge part of being a healthy individual. Most people 
have emotional intelligence of you know of a child because like we're not taught how to how to progress forward out of that so that's why you know there's still tantrums and you know like stonewalling just like the kids like when when the kids get mad what do they do they throw a fit or they give you the silent treatment and pout and those types of things so part of being a healthy individual is truly effectively being able to learn how to communicate on deep levels how to be emotionally resilient where you are in charge of your own happiness and you dictate that you're not taking on other people's responsibilities and taking ownership and you're not having to feel guilty you know I can't tell you how many people I talk to who don't even you know have the ability to go sit down on a couch and like or, or go sit anywhere, do anything just for themselves without being riddled by guilt and like, oh, I should be doing more. And I gotta, you know, I don't have time for me, you know, in that aspects. And if that's you, that's a big red flag of, hey, I'm not a healthy individual. And most certainly like I know I was there. I was in a place of, I didn't take time for me and I couldn't, you know, I had so much other things to do. And like, I was very busy, you know, on those aspects. And, you know, that was a big red flag that I was not a healthy individual. Yep. Another one uh, here is like tools. And this is an area where a lot of people mess up. This is where they go first. Most of the time, almost all the time they go first to tools and tools is one of those things that tools alone is not going to help tools alone is going to just keep you on an emotional roller coaster, both internally and with your marriage. So there's two different ones, but it's going to keep you on there. And, you know, we did all the tools and we provide tools, but even our tools aren't going to work unless you provide the right foundations you have to build all the right foundations tools aren't going to help unless you have the right foundations you want more to become more right mm-hmm. and so it, yeah. tools i'm gonna i'm gonna throw in tactics on this as well and i can't tell you how many people even i just talked to just this week you know and, and it's only the middle of the week and, and so many people uh, and men are like well my wife's mad at me and they don't you know she wants she's asking for a divorce and so you know i started doing the things that i should have been doing like helping out around the house and you know being Honey nice dudes. and you know i'm you know i bought her some small gifts when i thought about her and you know and i didn't get mad so just a bunch of tools and tactics okay by the way if you weren't doing those things before i hate to tell you but Honeydew list is probably going to piss her off even more. Ah, uh, yes. It, it now, yeah. uh, hmm. Okay, cool. Hmm. You want to help now? Where was this all along? It's and, just going to. It's just going to uh, make them feel invaluable or not or not valuable. Sorry. Uh, when it comes to like, oh, why was I worth it before? Right. So like, uh, why now? Yeah. Like, and stop. let me just make my make your life harder. By the way, I, when Tommy did that, I literally wanted to make his job harder. I was like, fine. Like, you're going to do that. I'm going to be even meaner because you just pissed me off. Yeah, I had a, I had a guy that was <laughs> and it was scheduled for a call with me the other day. And uh, and he he messaged me and said, like, hey, my wife decided, like, she saw I had the call scheduled. She's like, oh, don't don't waste money on that. I'm just, we just should just work. We're, we're just, we'll just do quality time together. No, you're going to, I told him, I was like, you're going to fail. Quality you, time your is relationship gonna... is going to fail. And quality times, all it's going to do is just highlight all the awkwardness and problems that you already have. It's going to make it worse. So 
Uh, I'll see you in a little bit. And not only that, but like, so like we had mentioned, so like going back to like the healthy foundations of, right. So spending that quality time that didn't, that's not going to understand like the deep things going on with the the individuals, what brought them to together to begin with? Why were they both in this toxic relationship? Why were there addictions? Why is there a lack of communication? You know, you don't know how to communicate. How are you going to be able to communicate just when you're spending more time together? Like truly, and not just talking about like, oh, well, like you hurt my feelings and well okay let like that's cool like you know if, if you're able to have like those types of conversations well they hurt my feelings well you know that that's good but that's still not like a deep conversation there's so much more to it yeah so what we want to do now is we also want to go over we did touch on it a tad bit a second ago but we want to go over it in more detail so signs you're not healthy all right one of them the biggest one is priorities are out of alignment and you're like well it's good first family second career third nope Nope, not the correct way. It's actually God first, then you in a self-care way, not a selfish way, then your spouse, then your kids, then your work or purpose, business, whatever, then your family, and then your friends in that order. And every decision that you make in life needs to be in that order. If it's not, which it's probably, if you're listening to this, probably not, honestly, um, it's, it's probably all screwed up. So, which is normal for a lot of people that come to us. So don't feel bad, but you just don't know. So that's the another one thing that's all. also a thing that can come up and another aspect that you know that you're not a healthy individual is if you have to always be right in in all conversations and you know that's a big red flag there of hey something's going on with you on a much deeper level something going on with like your confidence your your insecurity like there's much more things going on if you feel like you have to be right all the time yeah also if you're not in touch with your emotions or you're also oblivious to other people's emotions um those are those are very big red flags. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. I know a person who is completely oblivious to other people's feelings. And f- quite bluntly, like, it, it sucks to be around quite often just because if you're around someone who's oblivious to other people's feelings, they're, they're typically more than just that, right? Like, so they do feel like they have to be right. And there is a lot of acting on emotions and just, like, very emotional aspect. And, you know, so they do hurt a lot of people's feelings. And, you know, they, they're like, what? What about it? Or, like, I, what I do? I didn't do anything. That's them. And it's like, oh, okay, um, right. So just awkward intention with people around them, yep. right? Yeah, behaving basically on instinctively on emotions. And um, yeah. on that, so I actually talked to someone the other day and, you know, they were, they're like, I think I've been letting my emotions drive my behavior like all my life. I just live by my emotions. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yep. That is a very we, good sign that you're. Yeah, yeah, we did it too. We did all these things. Yeah, this was all, all of us. By all, the way. all these <laughs> things, right? Like we're not, we're not judging you. We're just saying that like we, the only time I judge people is when they refuse to take action. That's it. Um, by the way, like. We, we used to blame others for their pro- problems, for our problems, right? Excuses, excuses, excuses. Oh, I just mainly blamed Tommy. It was all Tommy's yeah. fault. Oh, it drove me nuts. Um, poor, poor coping skills with things. That's another big one. And with poor coping skills, you know, we had kind of mentioned earlier, but poor, poor coping skills that, you know, typically addictions or you know, things you have to go zone out, whether you're going to your room and zoning out on TV or going to your room and zoning out on like Facebook or Instagram or having to like seek attention and validation or, you know, going out shopping, like on just like blowing your money. There are so many different aspects of what could be poor coping skills here. And so don't be like biased or like, oh, 
Like if, if you're having that little gut pull or that little thing of like, oh, this is probably my poor coping mechanism. And you're like, oh, and you're trying to rationalize it out. No, no. Let the Holy Spirit have that conviction of like letting you know, hey, like that that's your poor coping skills that you need to work on. Yeah. Also emotional outburst. Obviously that's very not healthy, right? Uh, you know, another one is struggling with relationships in your life. A lot of people <clears throat> talked to a guy yesterday. Um, he was saying that like, he has lost 90 or 95% of all of his friends and relationships in his life. Mm. And on top of that, he's, he's a lot older, um, has a lot potential for losing his wife and literally will be alone for the remainder of his life. Um, because he struggles all relationships in his life. And honestly, one that's not uncommon hear that all the time. Nope. And sad, if you're having kind of. marriage problems, you have unhealthy relationships elsewhere too, right? Percent. So that's 100%. why when we work on being a healthy individual, it impacts all relationships. So, you know, this is the entirety of, of life here, right? So wrapped up around like you are the foundational aspect, right? So you being a healthy individual impacts literally every relationship that you, every person you come in contact with is a relationship of some sort and it impacts all of them. Another one is turn conversations towards yourself all the time. Uh, people would label that narcissistic, but it's just honestly you're you have unhealthy tendencies. But mm-hmm. anyways, uh, low self awareness. Another one, lack of accountability. This is like a huge one for people, like a big one. A lot of people they say they don't take responsibility, but they really don't. <laughs> so that's a big one. Yeah, that's not. Um, so also ego and pride. Very, very big things. We see this all the time. Ego and pride are huge signs that you're not a healthy individual. So you can continue to try and put on your front. We see right through it, right? Eventually you're going to break. So, you know, making sure like you let down and like do an own self-check. You know, I had a lot of pride and a lot of ego. And that's why I blamed Tommy for everything. Cause I wasn't going to, it wasn't me. It was all Tommy, Right. And that comes out in so many different aspects. So really challenge yourself to have that inward reflection there, you know, and also another sign that you're not a healthy individual is living life. Like it's just, you know, facade basically like it's like, yeah, a, it's that's just a, a good word for it. Yeah. It's just like a facade. Like basically it's just, um, I used to do this. Like I created like a facade of success, right? actually successful now which is a difference but like back then I wasn't it was just like trying to keep up with the Joneses and all this stuff that's another thing um just creating a, a, a fake reality uh, another one is randomly rude to people or being um extremely blunt so there's a difference like I'm blunt Dustinka's blunt but we're blunt with our arms around you because we care and we're doing it in there for the right reasons being blunt and being just rude is very different. There's a difference between being mm-hmm. blunt and and th- it all depends on your heart behind it and also how you do it. Tactfully blunt, like we are, is very different than being just an a hole, right? Yep. So there's <laughs> there's a difference. Um, Another big one, and I see this one all the time. So important. A lot of women uh, also see men too, most certainly, but so common. Their mood is dictated by others. So. Um, I actually saw someone's Facebook, not just like a status or something like that, but what they put under themselves was their bio. Yeah. Their bio, (laughs) you know, was something along the lines of, you know, I'm sweet and loving 
until you show me or until you treat me bad and then I'm not or something like something crazy. And it goes along also with, you know, which version of me you get depends on how you treat me. Um, no, all of that just uh, if that's you, if that's been your thought or no, no, nope. means you're weak. You're weak minded, and that other, and that means that that other person is in control of your emotions. You literally gave means. them control of your life. Yep, that's all and, that means. Which is a terrifying aspect to 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 think about. Like when we let other people's mood, you know, or other people dictate our mood and and what we do and how we show up. That is terrifying to think that I can walk out in the world and like people that, you know, I don't really know or that are also hurting and broken or also just like whatever, like whatever's going on with them. It's like, oh, and like here's the all of these random people who, you know, have should have no say over my life are dictating and being like God for me. Like, wow. Another one is just quitting when things get hard or don't don't go their way. Like this is equally both on both sides, but since I coach the men, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll take it from that side. Um, a lot of the men that message me on Facebook, not talking clients, just talking people that message me. A lot of men will message me cause I'm, I'm a guy and they want to message a person of the same sex. Um, that being said, a lot of men are super beta here, like hundred percent super beta and mm-hmm. they're not alpha whatsoever. And they don't I'm not taking, be a dictator. That's stupid or toxic masculinity, not saying that, I'm that they just don't make decisions. They literally will not make a decision unless their wife makes it for them. Like it's, I used to be that person. hundred percent. You can ask Destinka. I hated it. Yeah. It so annoying. But women don't want a beta male. That is mm. so unattractive. Very unattractive. They want, some, they want a real leader, and, not a dictator, a leader. And this just goes to go like, so a couple of people I talked to this week, one was like, oh, they asked for a separation. So I got the separation paper for them. I'm like, do you want the separation? No. Are, are, then why did you do it? I'm like, why are you doing it? Because she asked for it. I'm doing so? whatever she asked for. No, 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 no. That's not, no one that's not helping a healthy individual, but two, you're not having a healthy relationship there either. I don't want like, like, a, I don't, I don't. No, bad word came to my mind there, you know, for my husband, right? Like I, <laughs> um, sorry on that. So, you know, I want like you a know leader. What yes. Like I want a leader. Like I don't want a beta. Like I don't want to be able to tell Tommy and like boss him around and like, you know, do this, do this, do that, do that. No, you know, and, or someone else was like, oh, well, you know, my, my, my wife just told me, you know, not to do that. So I just, you know, I'm just going to keep doing what I've been doing. And I'm like, yeah, you're going to lose her. She's having an affair and, you know, so you're just going to let her dictate like your life and like everything. I'm like, no, man. So don't just like quit and throw in or like be like, well, whatever they want. Yeah. This, this, no. this client signed up the other day, not too long ago. And we were on the phone for a good while. And I was talking, he's like, well, I just need to talk to my wife first, but she's not on board. She doesn't want to save the marriage at, at that point. And, um, and I, I told him, I was like, so let me get this straight. You got to talk to your wife about finances to make it okay for you to pay for a program that she doesn't want nothing to do with right now at that moment. And she doesn't want to save the marriage yet. And she hasn't been on this call. So she doesn't see the value in what we do. She doesn't know who we are. And you think that she's going to be okay with that. Even if she did like us hundred percent, you really think she's going to be okay with wanting to invest in something, to save the marriage when she told you she doesn't want to. I told him, I was like, honestly, here's the thing. 
your spouse that wants nothing to do with the marriage at the moment doesn't mean that can't change. It can, it always, it can change hundred percent. Um, their opinions are relevant. A hundred percent irrelevant here. You as the person saving your marriage and standing are the only opinion that matters. And if you decide to save your marriage or not, that's it. Mm-hmm. No one else, just you, right? Save it. God wants you to save it. That's not a question. God always wants you to save your marriage, right? He doesn't change. <laughs> so, yeah. right? Like, I'm just saying, don't stop. S- stop letting other people dictate your actions. Make decisions based off principles and values, not off your feelings and being scared in fear of other people, what they're going to say. It's so big. That's definitely a, a, a mm-hmm. trait of healthy, unhealthy individuals. Sorry, I almost Living said Living by fear yeah. or like, I, what, what is... What is everyone else going to say? I want to check what everyone else's opinion is. Mm, unhealthy individual, right? If you have to have that validation from everyone else and you can't make your own decision, you need help because you're Clearly. not a healthy individual, right? And also, like, if you're not in control of your own tonality and body language, so for those who, like, yell or get really loud, oh, I'm just a loud person, you know, mm, Probably not. It's, well, you're an unhealthy person. You know, if you can't control like different aspects and, you know, or like the body language or just like sighing or slamming doors or just like the slumping and the heavy sighing and the eye rolling and all of these, you know, just cold, harsh, like in these different aspects. If you're not in control of your own tonality and body language, a great sign right there that you're not a healthy individual. Yep. And guess what you're missing out on? 80% of what you communicate because 80% of what you communicate is not your words. It's your subcommunication. Mm-hmm. So it's another thing. We teach you on that, though. But another thing is fixed mindset. That 100%, 100% is the number one thing. We've talked about this before that destroys all marriages is a fixed mindset. Um, but, yeah, fixed mindset uh-huh. versus growth. Another one, last one here is a crop duster mindset versus a fighter jet mindset. Now, I'm not going to go into this because this can be a 30-minute conversation by itself. But, like, when it comes to this, Fighter, you cannot expect, like, I'll just talk to the men right here. You cannot expect your family to be fighter jets if you yourself are living your life like a crop duster. You know. Can't expect it. And also, you know, for the women, how like, you may not be the leader of the household. Or, you, you know, that's not the fulfilling role of where we're supposed to be. But we still lead kids. We also still have roles mm-hmm. where we're leading other people in the life. A lot of us have, you know, different positions where we, you know, have people who work for us or are guiding and those are still leadership roles. And if you are, if you have a, like a higher position and you're not just at the very bottom, right. And you can't lead a group of people as like fighter jets and have like a successful company and like business and like a team and, and employees and just all of those types of things as a crop duster. Right. It just nope. leads for like very toxic, bad environments. So this uh, not only applies to the men, but also the women as well. 100%. So listen, we want to leave you with a lot of just like really food for thought here and mindset shifts. But listen, if you really want to make a change, a real change, a lot of massive change, then our question to you is, what are you going to do next? What is your very next action step? What is your very next step in front of you that you're going to take? What fast action are you going to take right now to do things? Not, I need to think about it. No, right now. What is the next? Do you have 50% of the information? Cool. You have enough. Do you have more than that? You waited too long. 
So what is the next action step you're going to take? Remember, success loves speed. And but, delay kills dreams. Yep. But as always, we love you. God loves you. And we both want to see your marriage be saved. And so, we want to see you as a healthy individual too. Like actually being able to move past all of the things that you've brought in, all of your past. Yep. But we love you. God loves you. And you have a blessed day. Now that's all we have for today's show. And remember, prayer without action is just dead faith. So make sure to implement everything you learned here today from today's show. By the way, hope you enjoyed this episode on the Marriage 2.0 podcast. And if you did, please make sure you share this episode on your social media and tag at Tommy and Desnica. And if you did enjoy it, make sure to subscribe to the Marriage 2.0 podcast and give us a five-star rating. However, listen, most importantly, so many people are at the end of their ropes, crying themselves to sleep every night. And we can only spread our message and story so far here. So we need you to make sure that you really share the knowledge with others that really need it so that we can impact them. Yes. And you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. So make sure to join our free Facebook group, Christian Marriage Coaching for support, daily content, and free trainings to help you go from roommates to teammates. Have an amazing day and God bless.